Amused Boosh is a member of the Queen City Podcast Network, powered by Ortho Carolina. Now offering video visits so you can take control of your orthopedic care from the comfort of your home. Schedule online at orthocarolina.com. Ortho Carolina, you improved. Come here, bok choy. Oh, Get in my life. All right. Hi, everyone. I'm Jen. I'm Abby. And this is Amused Boosh. Batch number two. Batch number two. This is our second episode. And I'm so excited, Jen, because today we have Brian Lee from Open Rice, one of the business partners at Open Rice here to talk a little bit about uh, his experience in the local Charlotte scene. Yeah. Um, And so we did some really important preparation for this conversation, Brian, because Abby and I are incredibly thorough. And so we had a visit to Open Rice, which right. is uh, your restaurant in Ballantyne. Blakeney? Yes. Is it Ballantyne or Blakeney? Uh, Blakeney is the shopping center. But it's in Ballantyne. Yeah, in Ballantyne. Okay, We're both cool. right. That's it's all that the matters. words. Who knows? Uh, it's pretty far outside of town, but it's not that far. I think we were saying, you know, in, inside of the pandemic era, people aren't commuting to work back and forth. So driving a little further to get to the fun stuff is is a little bit less of a, a a hassle, so well, to speak. The problem for me, listeners will remember that I'm from Texas. He used to take me an hour to get to the Walmart, so I'm like, everything is close. <laughs> I love that you said the Walmart. The Walmart. <laughs> you got to go to the Walmart. Just once. Uh, well, yeah, so we, we went last Friday, and we had the opportunity to try some things. I think we'll hear a little bit of that experience as well. Um, but first and foremost, whoa, we were blown Hi. away. Hi, Brian. Hi, thanks Jed. for Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Um, so we would love to know just sort of what what your story is um, and and how you ended up in Charlotte. So I uh, I was born in Hong Kong. Uh, I moved here when I was thirteen. Uh, delicate age. Yeah, and the place I moved to was uh, Mooresville, North Carolina. Oh, so just uh, north of here. Yeah, like I, the high school that I went to is was, is a high school that Dale Earnhardt Jr. went to. Like, so you had, we you had a big shoot of, to fill. Yeah, it was a big culture shock. And then I uh, moved to Charlotte for school when I was 19. Uh, we had our first restaurant when I was 22. And then um, now we opened uh, Open Rice two years ago. Wow. So, yeah. And who, who is we? Is it you and your business partners? Uh, me, and, me and my business partners. And it's Jason. Yeah. Awesome. So. All right. So here we are at Open Rice. I'm so excited. In Valentine. Uh, the menu is pretty overwhelming. There's a lot that I want to try, but we're going to try and divide and conquer here. Oh, oh okay. Like golden buns. Fried golden oh, buns. Yes. yes. Oh, yes. Thank you so much. <laughs> Don't take it away. Broccoli? Uh, we did no, not. Not the broccoli, no. Leave right. the vegetables out of this. That's right. Okay. Those are adorable. So we're They're... starting essentially with a donut. Yes. We, you know, this is the best way to start any so dinner. Say it is a condensed, condensed milk dip. Correct. Like little potatoey looking buns. Beautiful fried donuts. It's really I'm gonna, I'm gonna, ooh, they're nice and warm. They smell amazing. Those are nice. Mm. Thank you like so much. Right. So, so hot. And this so is an appetizer. It's not a dessert. They're so tiny. I'm gonna get this crunch in there. Oh my god, it's like a funnel cake. Holy shit. It's like a funnel cake and a beignet had a baby. I live here now. Yep. God, that's amazing. Oh, it like just came out of the fryer? Yep. Oh, man. My hands are burning, but I don't care. The dough and the donut isn't super sweet. It's all relying on the uh, condensed milk. I don't. this man talking? Yeah, this is Jacob. <laughs> we had to bring him along so we could order more food without looking like monsters. I really enjoy the condensed milk. I didn't expect mm. to like it. I was worried about it, you know, 
feel like too cloying or something, but it really contrasts nicely with it's the bun. A little bun. bit goes a long way though. Mm -hmm. All right, next up is a vegetable spring roll, which again is like roll. literally straight out of the fryer. All right, let's get this Let's get it. I can see it on the recording. Tell me, how is it? Okay. Confirmed, molten lava. Mm -hmm. Oh man, that's good though. Delicious molten lava. Mm. Mm. That dipping sauce is money. Normally when you get it, it's just the, the like run of the mill when you get it at the grocery store. There's yeah. just one note and this is really Bright like red. spicy and sweet and good. And the cabbage inside of the spring roll is like still yeah. crunchy and it has a bite to it. There's, it's not just mush. Right. I think they're a little bigger than normal, I think. Mm -hmm. so it's like somewhere between an egg roll and a spring roll. So size-wise, it's not just like all fried wonton wrapper. Right. And it's not just boring vegetables. There's also glass noodles, which I love the, the look and the texture of. Mm -hmm. I think they add a nice little chewiness. Who doesn't need more carbs? Carbs on carbs all day. How did you first start getting interested in the idea of a restaurant? It kind of just made sense for us. You know, I, I've always worked in restaurants even while I was in high school. And then when I was in college, I waited tables, I bartended. And then just throughout my college career, I met a bunch of great people that really helped us. Um, and when, when I graduated high school, it was 2008. And the market crashed, and there was just a, a lot of opportunities for us to take the swing at things because things were things were cheap, and there wasn't a lot of competition. So um, you're saying you didn't want to go into NASCAR? I, I yeah. It's a, it's a it, toss it up my, at that yeah. point, you know. Yeah, it, it wasn't my thing. I, I wanted. Market's to, not the only it, thing crashing, yeah. you know. <laughs> yeah, so I had to get that in yeah, there. Daddy, I just want to go fast. Like that. So, so tell us about your first endeavor. Um, so it was uh, a sushi bar that uh, we opened in 2010, and it did great things for us. It was uh, it taught me a lot. I mean, I, I spent almost eight years of my life in that space. Um, it, it it was great. It, it was awesome. Was yeah. it you started at 22, right? So yeah. That's like your first big. Was that your first like big kid? Oh sort of yeah. I mean, even then, I'm like, why is anyone listening to me? Like, who? <laughs> Why am I telling anyone what to do? Yeah, I mean, at 22, I was still like, Mom, I'm going to buy an iPod Nano. And he's like, I'm going to start a restaurant. Right. <laughs> a little bit different of, a, of an endeavor yeah, at that It point. was, um, I mean, I still remember, like, the first week, like, it was, you know, yesterday. It was very surreal. But we, that's, that's the biggest thing for us, too. We met a lot of great people. Uh, like I always said, for the first six months, if it wasn't for like our friends and family, we might not have made it, you know. Cheers. This um, is our sake. Which sake is this? This is the, uh, it is Nigori Unfiltered Sake. It's called Silky, Silky Mild. All right. It smells good. It smells nice and sweet. Oh, uh, yeah. See, I love cold sake. Mm. They're like unfiltered, cloudy, almost milky. I'm, this is my first time trying any type of sake like this. Really? Yeah, so right. I'm going to give this a shot. What do you think? Oh, I like this. Yeah. It, you can really taste like, I, I hate to say like, you can taste the rice in it, but like, <laughs> it really does like taste like a... filter. Like. And it's, you know, what's interesting is it's nice and refreshing and cold, but it also like warms you the instant yeah. it gets to your belly. It's, it's the texture of it, I think. Yeah. There's something sort of comforting about it. Mmm. And you can drink a lot of it. Okay, I want to pour you this one just so you can try it. Okay. So this is like a lemon-lime sake. It's also sparkling. Oh, fancy. And to me, it tastes like sake Sprite. And I love it. 
Oh dang. <laughs> That's super sweet. But it's definitely like the carbonation's not overwhelming. It was definitely a sake spray. Yeah. <laughs> like this is my perfect <laughs> summer drink. It's nice. The bubbles. No, do you have it straight or do you put it on ice? No, I just drink it just like that. I like it. That's probably sacrilegious in some ways. Is it? Do you put sake on ice? Is that stupid? You serve yeah. it. So like putting Chardonnay on ice. Right. <laughs> it's on ice in the bottle. Here at the restaurant, they serve it in like a champagne uh, bucket. Mm. You want to? Try this. It's boozy. It can, when you warm it up, it makes it taste good. So, tell me what the name of this one is. This is Sohan Akamasore Six Lasting. Sawa no Tsuru Itsuraku Premium Sake. It's warm. It's served warm. Okay, this is my first time trying a warm sake at all, so <laughs> listeners will not remember, but like will know. It's like sake. That I am. I'm generally not a fan of most alcohol. I was told a long time ago that that hot sake is served Whoa. hot because it is lower quality. I wonder if that's true. That might be all BS. Boy, oh boy. That's very, you know what? But that's how I feel about um, chilling anything, is when you chill something, you take some of the flavor out of it. And so anything at room temperature has to be really good. And hot or cold kind of alters the because you can mask like a not so great white wine if it's cold, but if it's like room temperature, then you're like, ooh, I can taste That's it. This is question. bad. Good question for Brian. Maybe. Tell us what what standard it is. Yeah, why it's served hot or cold. That was a little too intense for me. Yeah. Flavor wise, um, I'm gonna go with my sure. I'm gonna go with my little sake sprite here. Thank you. Instead. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try the hot sake. All right, give it a shot. Yep. Definitely a little more fuerte. Yes. Um, <laughs> but it's not bad. No, it's not bad. I like it Honestly, like, I expect it yeah. to taste heavier because it's hot, and it doesn't. Like it's not like alcohol. super hot. It's like just it's warm. It's warm. It's like the temperature that, you know, like I would uh, wash my hands in. Yeah. It's like a, it's a, this is a hand like washing sack. This is like a bath that cooled down a bit. This is an endorsement. It's about time to, it's about time to get out of the bath because it's starting to get cold. That's correct. Blood temperature. Well, we are going to get fucked up in a few ways here. Uh, <laughs> is our judgment going to be marred by our sake drink? Absolutely not. So we probably should have started with, with this, but what is the name Open Rice? Can you talk about the origin of that? It's I, I'm kind of getting a piece of it here and there, but is there is there a significance to the name? Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's a Cantonese saying. So if I were to say it in Cantonese, it's called Hoi Fan. Which means it, it's just what your mom says when when dinner's ready. It's just when you hear that, you just drop whatever you're doing and you go eat. Nice. Yeah, it's it's a very, like around six o'clock, you just hear hoi fan just all over the place. I yeah, that's, that. when, that's when you come home. Yeah. It's like it's like a um, like a triangle, like a dinner bell. Yeah. That's perfect. Yeah. <laughs> we also have here some spicy, crispy tofu. Let me try this. I'm here, so baby. behind at this point. I'm gonna take another bite of my spring roll. Is that cool with that? Mm-hmm. Oh, the tofu's incredible. It's got like a scallion-y, gingery sauce. And the breading's like pretty thick, so it stands up really nicely to like the soft, spongy tofu. So here's my question for you. For someone who doesn't like tofu, do you feel like this would be a good conversion meal for them? Oh, for sure. I mean, if I'll... you fry it. Yeah. You cover it in the sauce and mm -hmm. some accoutrement. 
It's a good way to go. Are you not a tofu fan generally? I like crispy tofu. I'm okay. not a soft tofu fan. Okay. And so when I see crispy tofu, I think to myself, is this something that I can pretend is something else? Mm. And if I can, then I'll eat it. Mm. And I don't like any tofu, which is why I ordered it. Because I wanted to try it. You know. It's very good. It almost feels a little bit like a fried scallop. Something super spongy in the middle, but like in the breading, it's like, it's not, it's not heavy, but it's like sturdy enough. It's firm, like, you know, obviously the tofu itself is firm, but also the breading like holds to the sauce, which I really like. And it, the, the spices, right? So you you can eat it, and you can tell yourself it's paneer, or you can tell yourself whatever. Exactly. If you're having trouble with yeah, it is very much like a, a paneer vibe. I'm a fan. So kimchi fried rice coming out, and Jacob, you're really good at measurements. How? Uh, what's the diameter? Of ten inch cast. Ten inch cast iron skillet. <laughs> it's you, there's like you can see the egg has been fried on the bottom, and then there's like cheese on top, and all the rice and the kimchi vegetables, and then the bacon yeah. throughout. So we've got to talk about all the things that are in this thing because it's bacon. There's some scallions I'm seeing. There's eggs. There's also cheese. Did I read there's yes. cheese in it? I don't know how this works. Is this like but a it works? And a bacon, egg, and cheese rice dish. I'm right. here for it. And it has vegetables, so it's healthy. It's basically a diet food. So I'm just mixing this up here because I sent the man away so I could take a photo. So now I'm taking on the I'm just the staring cast. at it. Look at this. There's just like, like a beautiful. So they clearly like put the egg on the bottom first, put the other stuff in there. Oh god. How? I mean, this is incredible. It's beautiful too. I'm having an experience. So I see the cheese starting to fold. It's like melted and pulled in throughout. I'm trying What's to What's the protein it. in there? Is it? Is it? It looks crab? like char siu pork. Like I want this for breakfast every day. In perpetuity. Let me give this a shot. Like the rice is pretty secondary for me because there's so much good stuff in here. Oh gosh, this does taste. It tastes like really a really warm delicious omelet. That's exactly right. Which is interesting because cheese in an omelet it makes sense. It does. And so the egg in here you'd think logically it would, but well, cheese in rice doesn't normally go. Right. Or like in Asian food. In Asian food, I don't see a lot of cheese, but this is incredible. Mm. So it does make it taste more like a breakfast food to me. You know what, I would love to taste more kimchi out of it though. A little bit, yeah. It, but I think for people who haven't tried kimchi, this is probably a great way to start. Well, I think it, yeah, it might overwhelm it if you're not sure what you're getting into. And I don't even know if that's a fair assessment. I like kimchi, I want more kimchi, yeah. but it really tastes really well-rounded on its own merits. Mm-hmm. So much fun to, to hear you talk about like what you're passionate about here and, and how it's how it's both different and the same from, from where you grew up. Do you feel like Charlotte is is ready for this? You, you know, Open Rice is a place that you said now is more geared towards children. Do you feel like children now are getting the opportunity to try things that maybe they would never have tried in even a few years ago? Yeah, for, for sure. Because I think, like, that's when social media comes in. I think in all aspects of life where when we were growing up, you you get and you see what's in front of you and that's kind of it but now you know eight nine year old kids comes in they they know what things are they're you know, tiktoking they're, things exactly <laughs> you know and and also i think people are willing to willing to be more open-minded if it's on the table for them and that was going back to when we had pisces that was one of our challenges it just we brought in a lot of different products from japan and different you know places in the world and our concern was like, is anyone going to try this? Because it's kind of intimidating. But yeah, I think the key, you have to give people the option to say yes. 
And that's something that we've learned in, you know, throughout all the years in the restaurant is when we come up with something that we know is good, you you don't get to make the decisions for people. I think people need to come in and, and most people are going to say yes, you know. So this is doing something to me emotionally. I think our, our improv background. <laughs> I was thinking that too. You, know, yeah. you just just say yes. Yeah. You know, let yes. people decide. Yeah, that's where fun and growth is, right on the other side of yes. And, so you know, and I think that really flows really well into what I see on the menu too, because you've said yes to so many different regions. You know, in in Asia too, because you see stuff that is inspired by Japan and stuff from Singapore and, and right. from China. So there's there's so much going on on your menu that. It feels like you haven't limited yourself the way maybe a sushi bar would have said it's, you know, uniquely sushi. And and so this kitchen allows you to kind of take some risks and, and try some new things and get people access to things they wouldn't try anywhere else because maybe there isn't a restaurant that serves that with right. other things. Yeah, for sure. And I think because we grew up in Hong Kong, like me and my business partners, Hong Kong is a very unique uh, city in the world. It, it was under British rule for 99 years. So there's there are a lot of Western influences into our culture and, and our cuisine. Like we use cheese and all kinds of things that you normally wouldn't see in your typical, you know, Chinese restaurant. And and like you say, I think that helps you build like a bridge between, you know, something very traditional to maybe a person that has, you know, grew up in North Carolina, you know, it's because they see things that they're familiar with. Yeah. Or we're used to the versions that we're the watered down versions that we're used to getting, right? So, and yeah. that's it's funny that you mentioned that because I remembered we got the uh, the cast iron kimchi fried rice. Yes, and I was like completely blown away that there was cheese in it, but it it tasted to me like a really amazing like bacon egg and cheese breakfast yeah. breakfast hash. Yeah, and there's we- cheese and there bacon. There's a lot of things that you normally don't see in right. a traditional Chinese right. menu. We, we yeah. talked about the, you know, the fact that it, if we were thinking about this from the, the Americanized version, yeah. that the starches are still the same, right? But the rice is su- substituted for potatoes, yeah. right? It everything else was, you know, the same in the, in that, except when it's the rice and with obviously the kimchi, it just completely transformed its flavor, yeah. but still felt like a really comforting meal that you could enjoy at any time. And I, I will say, because it comes out in like a 10 inch cast iron skillet <laughs> yeah. that I did enjoy it for breakfast and lunch and dinner the next day. Well, and it was interesting because I think, you know, it, on first glance, I would have thought adding bacon and cheese to a dish like that would be sort of pandering to the American palate, but this is how you grew up and how it's actually represented in that culture. And and that's just not something that I think is common knowledge. I think I was even talking to my significant other about it and saying, you know, what was in this dish? And he was like, wait, 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 geez. Like, that's just not a thing that that we're used to hearing about. That's fascinating. And you know what I love is that when it is brought to your table, the server mixes it for you. Mm-hmm. A, that's a beautiful Instagram moment because you can just get your video out and get ready to do it. But I think that also gives you the moment. You don't have a choice anymore. You have to trust and say yes right. because they are mixing Mix it, it all in. together. Yeah. Instead of somebody be like, ooh, cheese feels weird and eat around it, they don't have a choice. Yeah. It's now incorporated in this beautiful fried rice that- We I know mean, how just, this is supposed to taste. Yeah, we got right. you. We got you. Trust us. We'll yeah. take care of you. And As, I think that's yeah. like the atmosphere we're trying to set too with, you know, just when you walk in, the space is very open. You can see all the tables just through your eyesight. We want it to be an experience where even though you're just eating with your friends, you're kind of having a meal with everyone there sitting in the room. Like, it's just the idea of acceptance and saying yes and enjoy everything, you know, that is there. That Like, that's the idea that we're trying to bring. So I'm super excited about the next dish because I... 
this is the crispy fried aji, which is a false horse mackerel. I watched an hour and a half long documentary about this on NHK News, which is a um, like the Japanese. Uh, news for Ameri- like people living in America, so it's all in English for the most part. You went down a rabbit hole one night, it sounds like. I watch this all the time. <laughs> I'm obsessed. Okay. But this particular documentary was so fascinating. I watched it twice because I watched it by myself, and then when Jacob came home, I made him watch it. It's and I just those. you were like, I need yeah, someone to validate this experience I learned, that I've had. I learned so much about Aji, and they talk about how you know it's such an integral fish, hmm. and how they have to take such good care to get it into the harbor and stuff. So I'm really excited. Um, after all the hype, I am going to dip it in. Well, I'm going to try it plain I first. Try it plain too. This is covered in panko. You can smell it. It's got like a it's nice fishiness fishy. because it's mackerel. Oh my god. Mmm. Well, that's fantastic. Even, you know what smells fishier than it tastes? So it doesn't like, even smell that fishy. It smells like it's super fatty. Is it fatty? Oh yeah. Oh, yeah. It's falling apart. All right, I'm going to try the dipping sauce. Yeah, let's give it a shot. It looks almost like bang bang shrimp sauce, like a yum yum sauce or mm-hmm. something. You know, the texture of the fish is, even if it's got, you know, some fattiness to it, it's really nice and flaky. But it that holds up. elevated filet fish sandwich right there. I will eat this every meal for the rest of my life and never have a problem. Yeah. That's basically health food, right? It's fish. It's a little spicy. The sauce, yeah, it's really spicy too. Good kick. I love that. There's nothing happening that I don't like right now. This might be one of those restaurants where we just don't have a bad meal, and that is the best kind of restaurant to visit. So this is the duck. This is the Hong Kong style duck. I don't even want to touch it. It's so beautiful. That's the most perfect brown. The skin. It's just glistening. All right. I can hear the crunch from here. Watching you eat that made me upset because I'm jealous that I'm not eating it right now. That is the most ridiculous thing. I think that's my favorite thing we've had so far. It is. And that was just the skin. <laughs> it but. kind of fell off the top of it. Oh my god. It's like sweet and fatty and umami deliciousness. Come here little baby. I read that there's bok choy underneath it. It's going to be ridiculous. Oh yeah. It's literally been just absorbing the duck fat this whole time. And there's also a sauce down below from the duck. Yeah. Talk to me. It's just so crispy and it, the flavor is so concentrated and almost this this duck has like a depth that you wouldn't get from just like one that hasn't been dried over time. Like it's really concentrated and the textures are just the crispy, crispy skin and then the really soft, perfectly cooked meat. It's, it's incredible. And I haven't I've gotten to know juice that is in there. There's like a I jus. just tried the bok choy underneath it and I had a moment where I thought I was gonna pass out. Because it was just like an explosion of all that duck fat and juice under there. The like super bright bok choy crispness. Ugh. Alright, well, I live here. This is one of my most perfect bites of duck I've ever had. It's outstanding. So from the first iteration of your time in, in the restaurant industry there with, with the first, the sushi bar, what, what did you want to do differently with open rice? What did you learn from that that you wanted to carry forward into the new concept? Uh, so the, so with Pisces being a, a more upscale sushi bar, uh, with open rice, we wanted to be a little more casual, um, family friendly. And also the menu for open rice are, you know, things that we ate growing up. Uh, these are things that, like, when I eat it, it brought back memories. And 
And I think that's like a big advantage for us because we know what it should taste like versus, you know, I think with sushi, a lot of it is just about spending money and buying the product. You know, we're not cooking them. We're just cutting them, right. you know. So, but yeah, th- I, I'm definitely a lot more uh, emotionally attached to this business because of what a lot of the things, you know, means for me. And also, like, we're able to use a lot of things that we've learned from our first business adventure, you know, into this. And we're, I mean, I'm not 22 anymore. So, like, we're a lot more comfortable, and I think we're definitely making better decisions as we go. Absolutely. Tell me a little bit about some of your favorite things on the menu at Open Rice. Um, the roasted duck. And the, let's let's the even chashu. let's dig into that. Let's yeah. dig into the roast duck. How is this prepared? Because it comes out looking so beautiful. Can confirm, it's amazing. <laughs> it is, and it tastes incredible too. But what's the prep work that goes into making something like that? It's a lot, a lot of work, uh, a lot of marinade, uh, a lot of hours, um, different temperature, and how to cool it, how to heat it back up. It's it's a whole thing. But yeah, it. It took us a long time to really get it right. And and it's still a learning process, you know, because everyone's different. You know, you can always be better, you know. So that that's an interesting part of that. I love that idea. So so the duck is is one of the must-tries, right? What else? Uh, the Cantonese barbecue, that's something that uh, I ate growing up. Uh, it's called chashu. Um, so it's a very common thing in Hong Kong is you – you go and you get a rice box and it's just white rice and then you have like uh, cut up chashu on top and then on the side there's uh, a scallion and ginger oil and you just mix it all together. That's something that I ate at least twice a week growing up. When I go back to Hong Kong, I still do that. Like you literally get a rice box and you just stand on the side of the street and so it's that's, like street food. That's my style yeah. of food right there. And also now I'm really upset you didn't bring right. a penny really to eat. Right now. <laughs> we did not order that on the menu. I had a PB&J on the way yeah. here, just I mean, for I, the record. I'm pretty upset about my choices today. I figure like the sound of eating, you know, pork over the pocket. That's good. Yeah. That's, good. That's, that's good. There's content. a whole market, there's a market for, for this content. somewhere, Brian. Don't you worry. <laughs> a whole market it might not be the audience <laughs> we're trying to get, but we'll get it. <laughs> also try a special, the chicken on the special, which is a five-spice crispy chicken. There's a bone-in. It looks similar to the duck in that it's got, you know, that beautiful crispy skin on top. Getting the wing out of it. Jacob is kindly serving Jen a piece of crispy skin duck. I'm going to go in with my hands because it feels yeah. like You're gonna they, have didn't, to. they didn't give us knives, so this feels like how they want us to do it. Right? Yeah, I mean, this is clearly the way it's meant to be. Oh, man. Now, this is served with um, a beautiful, like, spice... Bowl, which looks like salt and some other things, and so you know we're recommending to just I guess dip into it. We're not quite dip. We're not quite sure how, so let's give it a shot. That seems like a perfect way, just a light dip. I'm not sure I got enough to tell the difference. It maybe because it was on the skin and not the meat. Okay. Mere meat. So the chicken on its own merits, however. It's on its own merits, however. It's definitely a, Yeah, like you said, it's it's five spice, so it's like almost cinnamony, almost, almost like Christmassy. Yeah, um, 
but super crispy skin, and it's not, it doesn't, I mean, it's certainly fatty, but it doesn't taste like, it's crisped up enough so that it's not gross. Like, obviously, the best part of fried chicken is the, is the skin. Absolutely. I have, like, the end of the, the chicken, it's like the very end of the chicken, and it's, like, super crispy and charred down here, and it is fantastic. It's like caramelized that five spice a little bit further, so it's even more sort of like sweet and savory at the same time. This is the one I want. Oh, so hot. It manages to stay so hot and perfect. So it's really interesting because I'm trying the, the chicken right after the duck. It's so good. It is warm and like umami. Honestly, it tastes like it's got more umami flavor than the duck does. The duck is like sweeter mm -hmm. because duck is naturally very yeah. sweet. It's a little like, it's not really gamey, but it just has that distinct flavor yeah. that adds something that the chicken just doesn't have. But boy, this chicken takes on a whole new life with the way that they've seasoned it. I'm gonna try it with the skin. Mm. It just, it shatters, which is the best kind of like, mm -hmm. you know, this isn't like your, your South Boulevard fried chicken, right? This isn't like battered. It is just the skin of the chicken that it's has been put stuff. into hot oil. Yeah. And so it's beautiful when it gets here. I like that because it's not a bunch of breading and stuff mm -hmm. in your way. It's just the good stuff. There. You just really taste all the best things about the chicken itself. Okay, so as far as, you know, encouraging folks to go and visit, we know it's down in Blakeney, so a little bit of a hike, but when people make the trek out there, what what do you want them to take away? What's the what's the main feeling that you want them to walk away with? Just happy. Like I want people to leave feeling happy and like already planning your next visit. You know, that's why the menu is so diverse and have all kinds of, you know, different items for everyone. But yeah, I we just want people to leave happy. That's all we really care about. You I know, cuz I love eating out. That's that's my thing. I that's where my money goes. I, I don't, I don't buy stuff. I buy food and experiences. Oh, we know same. it's the same. <laughs> yeah, like so. It just I, I love the idea of you know if we can provide a, a great, happy experience for, for people. I know what it does for me, and we want to be able to do that for people. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care feels like home because video visits bring my provider to me. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com. Get ready. Broadway is returning to Charlotte. Blumenthal Performing Arts has an incredible selection of upcoming hits, including the returns of Hamilton and Wicked, plus the long-awaited Charlotte debut of Disney's Frozen and many more fan-favorite musicals and plays. Season tickets are on sale now at BlumenthalArts.org slash BPA Broadway. Wash your hands, avoid sick people, and touching your face. There are everyday actions to help prevent the spread of respiratory diseases. Visit cdc.gov slash COVID-19. Brought to you by the National Association of Broadcasters and this station. At Ortho Carolina, my personalized orthopedic care doesn't have to wait because after hours, urgent care knows accidents happen. Ortho Carolina, my care, my way. Schedule your appointment today at orthocarolina.com.
All right, so we'd like to do fruity pebbles and strawberries with a green tea drizzle. Oh, we get to pick two drizzles. Yeah, you get two drizzles. Oh, God. How about green tea and condensed milk? Let's do it. That's okay. Uh, and vanilla ice cream. Vanilla ice cream? Yeah. All right. Thank you. Aw. Got this gorgeous thing. Yeah. That's nice. It just pops off individually here. Okay. Perfect little individual bubble. You know what I love about the bubble waffles? It's not too sweet, but everything around it makes it It's perfect. so light. Mm-hmm. Oh, I got some fruit from the Fruity Pebbles. What a great choice. The Fruity Pebbles are so good. That really makes That's it, That's exactly what I wanted. Mm. My respectable vanilla base. <laughs> oh my god, this the, is so the good. The drizzle is nice. Just... I'm in love. Mm-hmm. 10 out of 10. Would do again. Awesome. So, okay, the Cantonese barbecue, the roasted duck. What else are we missing? Uh, people love the bubble waffle. Um, yes. yeah, yeah, they do, including <laughs> yes, these two do. ladies. <laughs> so that's another interesting thing. So that's another thing that I ate growing up, but... When I was a kid, there's none of the ice cream and the topping, whatever. It's just you get the waffle, they roll it up, and they put it in the brown bag. And, and this just... is like a special waffle. It yeah, uses it's a special bat- iron. Yeah, the iron, the batter, a, a lot of different. And and one of the reasons why the waffle is shaped in little bubbles because it makes it easier for you to eat while you're walking because it breaks it off yeah. like into little bites. Genius. Yeah, but the ice cream and the toppings, those are I mean, let's be honest, so it makes her really beautiful Instagram porn. <laughs> oh, so yeah. Um, the, I think that was the first thing I remember seeing. And I was like, I don't know what that is, but I know I need it. Like, I need it in my body. Yeah, <laughs> and, and Brian, how has has social media taken off with with the stuff that you because a lot of what we have there is just beautiful and so i can only imagine that people are taking photos of this beautiful food yeah like with the bubble waffle and the boba drinks like it's become a a huge deal you know and and we love it when people post even just like how happy their kids are sitting in front of you know like a bubble waffle yeah we love that so when we first opened we didn't do it. We couldn't gauge how busy we were going to be. And every night we would run out of the bubble waffle batter. One night there's a family of six, it's just a mom and five kids. They oh come in. Bless at like, her heart. Yeah, I know. Like, God, let me get you whatever you want. <laughs> she comes in, they sit down and like all the, all the kids want was just a bubble waffle. That's all they want. They've been good all day and they've been Which waiting for this moment. Which is extremely hard. Right? Yeah. Siblings. And I get to like, go to the table and look them into the eyes and oh, say, God. like, oh, we ran out. Like, that was probably How the many saddest of them cried? moment. Did they cry? Counting me, it was six. <laughs> it was awful. I didn't want... It, it was probably the saddest moment of my life. <laughs> I have to say, so I was ecstatic to see, and I did not think for a second that this was any sort of, like, traditional topping. <laughs> oh yeah, fruity but bubbles. The fruity, no. <laughs> the fruity pebbles did something to me. I I grew up eating that for yeah. breakfast every day, in, like every single day, <laughs> and there is that nostalgia factor to it. So trying something completely new with that associated with it, it just. I had dreams about it that night. Like, Can we also take a moment just to recognize the genius of Americanizing this dish by saying it's not enough to have a fried batter. No. We have to add ice cream, yeah. two toppings yeah, that are like, like cereals and, and caramels, yeah. and then two sauces. It got to that point, too. We had like come up with a game plan of what we were going to order, and then I looked at the list again, and it was like, oh, no, we have to pick another sauce. We, we, we only picked one. one. Condensed milk, obviously. <laughs> yeah, it's when we go to, t- like, when my servers go to the table and, like, when, 
when people have to make the choices, it's intense. What do you do? It was extremely difficult. Like we would tell us like, you can't mess this up. There's no wrong answer. They're like, yeah, there are. Yeah, there is. So what's the right answer? What is your, like if you had to have one last bubble waffle from open rice with all of the the accoutrement, what is it? Oh, this is so lame. I would, I eat it plain. Oh, that's the way that you remember it, right? Yeah. And I, I don't eat a lot of sugar. Yeah, I, but the waffle I just, itself is like pretty light. I was surprised by that. I expected I, I it to be heavier. I assume it's the bubbles. <laughs> it's just air. It's diet yeah, it's, air, no, guys. It's negative calories. <laughs> <That's> duh. <laughs> so, so you don't eat a lot of sugar. Do you have some comfort foods? Like, it doesn't have to be from you know Hong Kong, but just in your your own life. Like, what are the things that you love to? That's your guilty pleasure. We just talked about this. Mm-hmm. It's uh, filet fish Oh, yes. <laughs> it's that's the all... best sandwich ever. <laughs> One of the appetizers that we got last week at, at Open Rice was the panko fried aji. And I couldn't put my finger on what it reminded me of. It was A, incredible. And the dipping sauce was great. But just the fish itself with the, the panko on it, I was. it came to me later in the night. I was like, this tastes like a filet fish sandwich from McDonald's in like the best way. In the best possible get. way. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It, it hit home for me. I love, yeah, it's, you know, in Hong Kong McDonald's are, they're, they're not as, you know, it's fast food, but it, it's like an event. Um, <laughs> and like filet fish was my jam. And I still, I'm 35 now. I still eat it at least once a week. That's yeah, incredible. That is incredible. This is yeah. the best ad for McDonald's I've heard <laughs> in a long yeah. time. Get them on. <laughs> Why are they not too. a sponsor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> are we are we allowed to use that too? <laughs> <laughs> it was we under 10 seconds. I hope it was enough. After all the nice things that we said about them, I think we I yeah. think I was worried I was worried about making that connection to you in in like oh, not to just but I'm really excited that I, you're like that's I the might best have compliment. To put on the menu. <laughs> like, like a quote <laughs> just call it out yeah so brian to pay it forward um to think about other local joints in charlotte where you go to enjoy food where do you go like i'm a creature of habit so i go to the i eat by myself a lot uh i go to the same place kind of over and over again mcdonald's uh, we know. yeah it's mcdonald's but, yeah. so it's mcdonald's once a week we get a table for one <laughs> so the dining is closed yeah. the dining yeah. room is closed. yeah sure you can get a table for one yeah, yeah. <laughs> um I I go to Foha a lot yeah. on Central. Yeah. Um I go to uh Fuda Buddha a yes. lot. Um Their Brussels sprouts are, are incredible. Oh, yep. Great yeah, call. like Ace number three, I think that's yes. the best burger. I full I in fully town. agree so like, far. I don't think there's a close second. I love them. Um I'm trying to think. I mean, that's a good list right there. That's a nice that's yeah. a hearty list. Like also. uh like a nicer play, I like Stagioni. I nice. love Stagione. Yeah. It's I think it's awesome. Yeah, it's like a place when I walk in. Like I, that's kind of how I judge a place. If I walk in, I feel like you can make it in New York City. Like and you're okay, here in Charlotte. Yeah. Like thank you for being here. And you can't have all my money. <laughs> let's let's talk about that. Let's talk about the Charlotte food scene, right? So so you can recognize a place that that feels like it belongs on a on a higher a higher pedestal, right? So a place like Stagione. So where where is the Charlotte scene? in competitiveness to other cities that we consider food cities. I mean, I'll say I I moved here in 2010, which was the same year that you all opened Mm -hmm. Pisces. And even in that time, it has changed tremendously. So yeah, from your perspective, where are we on sort of the growth pattern of of catching up with the big boys? What's our trajectory? I think it's, 
I mean, it's definitely growing a lot, especially in the last, you know, four to five years. Um, one thing I would like to see is just more diversity. Mm. You know, I think that's what separates, like, big, big city to, or, you know, versus where we are. Mm. So I think diversity is what makes food, the food scene great. You need different kind of people, different culture, different aspects of lives to, you know, it's like what we're talking about, you know, the thing that we're trying to offer at Open Rise is we're trying to offer a culture, we're trying to offer experience. And you need people with different background to one have, you know, the the funding and the experiences and the chances to do that for a city's, you know, food scene to really grow and mm-hmm. to match up with, you know, places like New York and, and Chicago, you know, DC and things like that. Yeah. And yeah. now you're the first guest that we've had on this podcast. Since I can't we started. believe it. You guys must not. Everyone must just say no. <laughs> you, were the, you were the first person we thought of. You were <laughs> truly the first person. Um, and I'm so grateful that you came, but I'd love to talk a little bit about when you went, when you launched Open Rice, mm-hmm. what, what day or month did you launch and what was, year was that? It was May 1st. 2018 2018 so then you were you were able to establish yourself I hope that's right I <laughs> I feel like it's 2019 we'll it's 2019 we'll it's check. two years where are we what it's is 2020, time okay now. yeah so, so it, was two, it was two years ago yeah you had almost yeah. a, you had 10 months of building this business and then the world shuts down yeah talk to me a little bit about that experience um, because this, I would assume, is not something you experienced with your previous endeavor. This is well, a new... We know you survived. So yeah, yeah, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Open Rice is up and kicking, so go hey, check it out. Can you edit out the 2018 part? Yes, I feel like I, I should, of <laughs> all people, I should. I'll fix that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll make it Look, oh, math is nobody's That was a joke. I'm totally cool with you leaving it in. Yeah, <laughs> um, so, yeah, it, I mean, it, it was tough, but I don't know. It's tough for everyone. I don't want to... It's... What we like it's a privilege for us to get to do what we do, and I think when the pandemic happens, a lot of people, you know, get so focused on what they're in and the situation they're that they're in, when they're real people that are dying all over the world that has real problems, you know, and and we survive because it's. We were told to stay home and order takeout. Right. Yeah, and, and it's it. not that big of a deal. And also, we we were very lucky to have a very good, you know, business structure. And and I think because of the idea of doing takeout with Chinese food, it's so common and accepted. And and also, we were in an area that you know people get to do that. We're we're in Ballantyne, right? And a lot of, I think, financially, a lot of people that lived in the area weren't really affect as bad as you know how others people might had so we um but yeah we and I, and I see other places you know have have struggle and and that's a huge bummer you know people it's a very tough industry to to make it already and you throw in something like that but again it's not just the restaurant industry that's just everything that everyone does you know the world shut down it's not just the restaurants um so i I mean, we're we're definitely very lucky to to make it through, but also I, I think even if we hadn't, it we, we were fine. You know, it's just I don't know. I like when it comes to when it comes to anything that, that involves like a lot of people being sick and and dying. It it's hard for me to like sit back and go, oh my god, what are we gonna do about my business? Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah. It's a good perspective, right? Yeah. It's, it's everything's a little bit bigger than ourselves. But I think back to your point of, you know, the, the city has made such progress in the last few years. I think the fear for those of us that have really enjoyed that progress in in the restaurants that are available to us was, you know, is this going to really hurt the growth that we've had? Are, are the places that we love that might be already struggling a little bit? Because it's not for the faint of heart, this industry, right? So we worried, and I, I think still worry that the places that we really want to see more of are, are either being deterred or or are failing because of the financial hardships that happened. So. Yeah, for sure. And and I think I, I like I'm I get to say this because we're in Charlotte. You know, if I can't imagine us being, you know, surviving if we're in, you know, DC or New York when rent is way higher than what we were right. paying. So because of our situation, you know, we just have a lot more flexibility with with stuff like that. Um but uh, yeah, and and that's those are the places I I think of when you know when restaurants are closing down or like like true family businesses with a payroll of like five people. Yeah, you know because it's it's super tough for them to make it, but it uh, it's just live. You know you can't. What are you gonna do? You have to keep going, right? You know I think that's the mindset of the people in the restaurant business already have. It just every day you you wake up, you go open a store, you work. The mindset is just it, you gotta make it through the end. It doesn't matter how busy you are, it doesn't matter how slow you are, you figure it out. So if anyone, you know, any group of people is trying to adopt something like this, it's the restaurant industry people, you know. So yeah. yeah. I feel like we've talked about what makes open rice special in terms of the food and, and the the environment that you walk into, but you know, I feel privileged that I get to call you Brian, my friend. No. And so I was able to go to the soft opening of Open Rice to, to try things out. And it impresses me to this day because I've gone a lot of times, <laughs> you know, I like you have, I have. Gavin, you so much. <laughs> I'm a huge fan. You know, this is all coming from, you know, experience that it's incredible. But one of the things that I think is most poignant about Open Rice is the fact that there are still so- servers there today that were there the day that you opened. And I think that says something about about you guys and the culture you've created for your restaurant. Oh, two of them has worked with me from Pisces. Like uh, Chelsea, one of our most important people in the business. She's just been with us uh, since like 2014, yeah. 13. But yeah, it's and that's like take care of your people, you know. And then whatever is going to work out is going to work out. But it's take care of your people. That's what, you know, that's customer, employees, friends, family. That's super important to us, you know. So then that's the culture we're trying to create. But again, I get to say that because the business is going well. So <laughs> I recognize that. I will say, so our visit last weekend was my first time there. I'm borderline embarrassed to say that because I've, I've literally tried to send other people there but had oh, never made it so myself before. But uh, the server that we had noticed that we were ordering quite a few things, like well beyond what three people should have been able to put down. Um, and, but we're and also we, professionals. We're also professionals. That's, so yeah, we that's like, not, don't the point isn't to get what you need. It, right? Yeah, exactly. Well, we acknowledged, we said, you know, this is a lot. We're going we're to take some home or we, we just want to try it all. And he said to us, you don't have to try it all today. You come back. And we're like, ah, yes. okay. Yeah, that's it right there. That's my guy. <laughs> <laughs> what an and, and we, will, we right? will be back in short order because, I mean, there's every time we look at the menu, we think about, we, we've now identified some things that are like must-haves for us, our mm-hmm. favorite items. The, the fried golden buns oh my God. were a, a revelation. You uh, know, for an appetizer. For too, an appetizer. It was like, yep, we'll start with this. Oh, what's this fried piece of dough to dip in condensed milk? Got it. When I go, <laughs> that's good to start with. 
when I go, I'll order one and I'll eat it before the meal and I'll order one. Like, I can eat like eight of those things by myself. Well, yeah. I could eat eight yeah. just for it's I mean, is someone milk. watching it's me just, or am yeah. I alone in a yeah. room <laughs> with all of my shame? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll put them down. <laughs> it's, yeah, it's something about the condensed milk. It really is. <laughs> it's probably the sugar. I can't tell. <laughs> Um, but it was incredible and, and I can't wait to go back and, and just thank you for, for sharing that experience with us of, I love that you're just trying to, to bring some happy to people's day, uh, and providing an experience that, that they may not get anywhere else. Thanks for coming in those. And thanks for having me. This is awesome. You girls are so funny. It's just a great (laughs) hang. Yeah. This is so good. Hang, good hang. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we'll have you back for sure. Yeah, and you bring that Aji with you, okay? If you don't come back with the Aji. Put I'll, it on a bun, I'll bring tuck it, it in the McDonald's it. bag, and we'll it. never know the difference. I'll bring a filet fish and I'll just pull the bun out. <laughs> we'll have <it> side <laughs> by side. <laughs> we'll do it. Blind taste test. I love it. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Well, but Brian yeah. Lee from Open Rice, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. All right. So that was an incredible conversation with Brian. I'm so stoked. Please go visit Open Rice in Ballantyne. Try everything. Not at the same time, but go a bunch of times and yeah. try it. Yeah, and I mean, we would love your feedback too. So um, tell us how you liked Open Rice and tell us how you like the podcast. So if you can reach out to us, email us at amusedbouchepod at gmail.com. Rate and subscribe and tell your friends. And follow us on Instagram, amusedbouchepod. I think that's the tag. It's amused.bouchepod. That's it. All the names have been taken on Instagram. That's correct. Find us, Google us. We're on there. We'd love to have your support. Yeah, until next time. I'm Jen. I'm Abby. And this is Amuse Boosh.